Hello everyone, and welcome back to our 10th episode of the Out of Band Show. Yes, we can't believe it either. 10 whole episodes of Ryan drinking coffee, are off sleeping, Eric's hot takes, and Bailey's simping for Apple products. But today, gentlemen, I have a very important question to you, as many shows do on their little anniversaries. I want to know what your favorite moment on the Out of Band Show was over the last 10 episodes. In response to your question, Ryan, I have a question of my own. Yes. Do you fold or crinkle your toilet paper? You don't need to know. Oh, my. Because Never again. that has to be the top moment. I mean, it took two It took two episodes to put together a coherent hot take in regards to it. And it that that's how powerful it was. It took two episodes to contain it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Bailey does not need to know what I do with my toilet paper or anything that I do in the bathroom for that matter, because all the questions were bathroom related for a couple episodes there. <laughs> all right. All right. I want to ask again until next week. Uh, my favorite moment was, I mean, we're experiencing it right now is any time that Ryan has recorded the podcast in his childhood bedroom closet, because we just find all sorts of treasures in there, like a lantern. He just pulled out a flashlight that might work. Uh, a stock market game, an inflatable hey, shark, you name it, Ryan's shark. got it there. And <laughs> yes, I am back here. I'm currently Hot homeless Jeff, because Eric wouldn't let me move in with him. So, You never asked. <laughs> I mean, the answer would have been no, but like... <laughs> wow. Thanks for oh. opening your arms. It's I mean, Araf did true. steal the extra bed. The so. extra bed? Oh, that bed. Well, I didn't want to like sleep on the ground, right? I had no option. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think my favorite podcast moment was when I told Owen, back when we interviewed him, that I did not, in fact, want to be a big, dirty potato. Yes. Um, probably only because you guys keep bringing it up in every single episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think my favorite uh, moment on the podcast was when we had Owen on as a guest. And I remember we were asking him questions, and I think my question was like what like have you had any weird dreams recently and i remember this because it was mostly me just trying to talk about a specific dream that i had recently wherein bailey <laughs> stole my pineapple juice all right bailey and then like didn't give it back but then i i think i remember i went to his refrigerator and he had like some better stuff or whatever but I, you never said that I couldn't take your pineapple juice. Well, just throwing that. You know out what? There. You're not welcome to take it anymore. So mm. go away. <laughs> wow. And with that, we're gonna move on to the news with Araf. Nice. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, it's yeah. the it's the moment you've been waiting for. A Roth and a script. <laughs> oh man, this is a huge. What script could go wrong? How are you uh -oh. gonna? Oh my gosh! How Arof, are you gonna get through this? Amazing. I can't wait for a Roth to get about five lines in and then just completely improvise. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh... Hello, everybody, and welcome to the news. This week, I'm your host, and today we're gonna talk about a very controversial app, and of course. That app is TikTok. I'm sure earlier in the summer you guys heard about how there was a possible ban for TikTok. Uh, well, it seems like there's been a follow-up to it. Uh -oh. However, the context for anyone who isn't aware, TikTok is an app that lets you record around 10 to 60 second videos and share them on their platform. 
This app was originally known as Musical.ly until it was bought by a company by the name of ByteDance and rebranded as TikTok in 2017. This app has exploded in popularity in the past year. And you may be wondering, why ban this app? Well, last November, the Committee of Foreign Investments in the United States launched a national security review on the app. Long story short, TikTok records user data, but the concern lies whether or not the company is sharing the user information to the Chinese government. Hmm. The company claims they do not. However, India and possibly Australia right now have already banned the app. And as of right now, anyone who's serving in the military is not allowed to download the app onto any government-issued devices. Due to this, ByteDance is considering selling their company. There also has been talk about Microsoft picking it up. What would you guys think, or what do you guys think, would be the future of TikTok? Could the app make an appearance onto Netflix? Like it's uh, Microsoft's famous counterpart, Minecraft Story Mode? Or will this app ever be pushed onto Windows OS? Thoughts? <laughs> no, we're just going to wait here in awkward silence. Yes, that is the move. Ryan, you got to be excited about Microsoft maybe picking this up. So I did hear about this earlier today, as a matter of fact. And I thought it was interesting because I know Microsoft has been making a big comeback amongst the youth. I mean, for example, me and my obsession. Well, I wouldn't say obsession, but uh, intrigue, no, interest I, no, in their I would surface say, lineup. I would say obsession. Yeah. I, w- I don't want to say obsession because I know Bailey and Apple, and that's an obsession because it's unrealistic and doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, no, no. Apple is just going to make a better product called, like, iClock. I see. I don't think that. But what I'm excited for is, what? you know, Microsoft <laughs> has been kind of hyping up the Surface Duo, which is, like, their new, like, Surface phone kind of thing. So I'm thinking that Microsoft is going to buy the United States instance of TikTok and directly integrate it into the Surface Duo so that, like, your front page will just be, like, TikToks for you to, like, look at. So you don't even have to, like, sign into your phone to, like, be on TikTok, essentially. And that's how they're really going to get into the youth market. And I'm excited for it. Ryan, have you ever used the app TikTok? Have you ever, like... No, but if Microsoft bought it, I probably would go <laughs> okay. on it because I trust Microsoft. Okay. What if they integrated it into Microsoft Office? Or, that I'm sorry, Microsoft 365? Dude, they don't call it Office what anymore? if you could share TikToks on, like, Microsoft Teams? Like, would that not be incredible? I think you can. Okay, I already can't even see updates on my OneNote when I'm typing in it myself. <laughs> like, how is that going to update if Microsoft hey, buys it? SharePoint's huge, you know? What if they took Microsoft HoloLens, you know, like the mixed reality headset, yeah, and are. integrated TikTok into it? So as you were walking, you would see people Ooh. in uh, augmented reality, like doing TikTok dances in front of you as you walked around. Ooh, Beat Saber TikTok dances. That's what I want to see. Oh my god. You know what I think is kind of ironic <laughs> oh, about this entire thing? So, like, we're all worried that, like, uh, what is it, Byte, Byte Dance is the company that owns this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all worried that yeah. Byte Dance is selling, like, TikTok's data to the Chinese government, and yet we're not worried that Microsoft would sell American's data to the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's the same issue, just with a different foreign entity, really. I mean, you know, there's also Facebook just kind of vibing on the side kind of doing the exact same thing i'm kind of surprised i'm kind of surprised that there haven't been any major competitors to tiktok like i know there's bite which was made by the original people that made vine before twitter took it over and ruined it but you would think like facebook would be getting in on this at some point they own or they they have a competitor to everything else right 
Eric, I was gonna say I just saw an Onion article recently mm-hmm. about like they're like Facebook is considering breaking up the U.S. government <laughs> because it's become too big. I was about to say, I was about to say, hot take: Microsoft needs to look higher than buying TikTok. It needs to buy the entire United States and just make it the United yeah. States of Microsoft. Um, and then at United States 365, exactly. <laughs> you have to pay a subscription, a yearly subscription to live there. Um, I think that's called taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we would all be forced against our wills to use Microsoft 365, Word, PowerPoint, Excel, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, every citizen upon birth with their birth certificate will be given a pair of Surface earbuds. Yeah. Oh no. Apple and... would be deleted. Yeah. yeah. A- Once and for Google. all. <gasps> Bing. Google's Bing would rise again. Oh my God! Bing would Bing. rise again. <laughs> the rise of Bing, and part of the United States would be detachable from the rest of it. <laughs> that that joke will only be understood by people with service devices. <laughs> you have to push a button and then like wait like a year, and then wait, and then it'd be like, okay, yeah, you're good to go. And then you have to get through all the prompts that ask you to like close it, like, oh, California is rioting, like, please like fix that first, you know. <laughs> so to anyone watching or listening, uh, rather, we're recording this at like. 11 p.m. at night, <laughs> so we're all so tired. <laughs> but we're doing it for you people. We're doing it for you. Our yeah. 15 viewers, this is for you. Woo! <laughs> Araf, you, you have such high standards. I think we have like 10 viewers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, but Mom. The people that <laughs> aren't listening Mom. are missing out on this golden TikTok discussion. That's right. Actually, I take that back. I don't think my mom listens. Oh, no. <laughs> We have someone in Ireland, though, so thank you to that person. Yeah, let's do a shout-out. Shout-out to all our viewers in Ireland. We respect you. We represent you. We want to know what you think, so make sure you leave a comment down below in the comment section of Spotify, if that's a thing. That's not. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Before this gets (laughs) way more out of hand than it already is, let's just move on to the new section, Hot Takes with Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hot Takes. I'm your Hot Takes specialist, Eric. And today, we're going to move on from talking about Microsoft, a huge monopoly, to talking about AT&T, another huge monopoly. So, uh, according to techdirt.com, a website that I found on the internet, um, as of today, Friday, July 31st, uh, as we all know, the coronavirus pandemic is hurting everything. Um... Ryan is beatboxing in his closet, which is kind of fun to watch. Um, <laughs> and w- the United States just posted the worst financial quarter in the history of the country, which is That's really fun. But it's not just small businesses and the ordinary folk that are losing money, it turns out. Uh, it includes the big boys up top, including AT&T, also known as AT&T Time Warner, the massive media slash telephone slash cable conglomerate. Um Turns out that according to their latest earnings report, the company, and this is a quote, lost yet another another 954,000 pay TV subscribers, which includes DirecTV and their traditional like, cable, oh, um, no. and another 68,000 customers from their own streaming platform, AT&T TV Now, which just rolls off the tongue. Um, that exists? S- apparently. Um, <laughs> okay. So, and this is after... 
a couple years ago when they bought both DirecTV and Time Warner, uh, which put them in about $150 billion in debt, which is really fun to see. Um, Sounds like my schooling. Yeah. So, the as we can all agree, AT&T is a garbage company that deserves to die, as with many of those other huge conglomerates that don't care about their customers. Uh, and it's kind of funny that even with both DirecTV and multiple streaming services, you know, including the one uh, AT&T TV Now, DirecTV Now, and HBO Max Now, uh, they're still managing to lose overall subscribers. They're also in financial trouble because of those purchases um, that we talked about. And during all of that, they decided, oh, it's going to be a great idea to raise prices for all their services, including right now. They have raised prices since the coronavirus pandemic hit, which is just mwah, beautiful. So, hot take. Mm-hmm. AT&T is actually doing a fantastic job. Okay, what? Because here's what they need to do to become all-powerful. They need okay. to go bankrupt, and here's why. I want uh-huh. to take you all back on a little history lesson to 1982. Too far. Everyone loves 1982. Great nope, year. too far back. Wish I was there to see it. Uh, back then was when the original incarnation of AT&T got broken up by the U.S. government for antitrust because they were too big. Uh, They had a huge vertical monopoly on everything. They had, um, specifically in the telephone industry, they controlled the telephone wires. They made the telephones. It was a huge thing. Uh, They split up into a bunch of different regional companies, which eventually just merged back up into AT&T, Verizon, and CenturyLink, the main three conglomerates in in local telephone these days anyway. So nothing was really accomplished. Um, But the lesson is somehow... (laughs) Throughout all this, they became bigger after going bankrupt. So they should just do the same thing again. Just waste all your shareholders' money, throw your entire company away, and eventually, after enough cycles, AT&T would become so powerful that we would all just be consumed within the almighty AT&T void. Uh, The world would become the AT&T globe, like the blue logo, uh, and we would all (laughs) praise the gods at AT AT&T Time Warner. Praise be. Praise the God. That's my hot take. What you guys? What you guys got? I I want to start here. Agreed, Araf. <laughs> I want to I want to start here by saying that, you know, I might actually agree with Eric on this. Not not in the means of doing so, but <laughs> if you think about it, once they get so huge, eventually the U.S. government's gonna take note, right? And mm-hmm. they're gonna have to split them up. But, you know, that gives, like, a mandate to the government to be like, hey, how are we going to do this? And then, you know, we get a little bit more say in how they get broken up. Mm-hmm. Although the bankrupt thing is not great. I'll give it that. True. Eric, I want to take you on a little bit of a, uh, how did you phrase this? A, uh, a history uh, lesson, I believe. A history a lesson, per se, yeah. So, Eric, back when we were young and back when Bailey was still uh, walking around in elementary school, uh, in the great year of 2009 to 2008, mm-hmm. there was this crazy big recession. It was actually called the Great Recession. I do uh, remember this recession, yes. And there was a certain uh, automotive manufacturer um, named General Motors, I believe. Uh, I, that's pronounced GIM. Uh, otherwise known as GIM, uh, as Owen Hunt would say it. Yes, that uh, was not financially doing so hot uh, due to the recession, and so they were kind of uh, leading on the edge of bankruptcy. And it turns out that the United States government just bailed them out of the bankruptcy entirely mm-hmm. and uh, essentially owned part of GM for a while, hence it being renamed to Government Motors unofficially by um, 
some people that I know. Political pundits, uh, yes. Political yeah. political pundits, yes. Uh, and so uh, they didn't end up breaking up GM after that. And additionally, I will also point to the other very large financial institutions that exist in this great nation that were the exact cause of the Great Recession who really also didn't get broken up because of it. So I think any thought that AT&T is going to be broken up as part of it going bankrupt is an absolutely ridiculous idea. Are you telling me that government is corrupt, Ryan? <laughs> Not a chance. No. I, you know, this could be the same strategy that Toys R Us used or is currently using. I hear they're yeah. making a comeback. They're living. Maybe that Toys was the strategy. Too big to fail. All right. Too many kids need toys these days. Too many toys to fail. Where else is Araf going to buy his DS games at? (laughs) But like, okay, hear me out. I, or for me, right? And I'm sure there's more people out there like me who, who don't rely for at least phone service. We don't rely on like the big boys, like the uh, the AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, even though. Who do you have for for your cell phone? I think I have, uh straight talk i believe some some really like nice. random just what like it's 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 small it's really small i'm pretty sure it's only madison based and it only runs me like five dollars a month right because you know i'm a poor boy and i i need all i need is a number dog i don't need nothing else and and we're looking at like sure at and probably just gonna go off and buy straight talk but at the end of the day i'm still only paying five dollars a month so who's losing not me right and as uh bailey mentioned earlier bankruptcy bad (laughs) (laughs) i did some googling while you Uh were talking there uh straight talk wireless is owned by track phone which is uh huge um it's like all the prepaid ones Trackphone appears to be owned by Ameri- America uh, um, America Mobile. Uh 100% which is Mexico's which is largest telecommunications company. Yeah. Uh one of the largest corporations in the world. Yup. <laughs> so off your uh, small little uh, phone provider turns out is owned by a multinational conglomerate. <laughs> Five dollars. Five dollars is five dollars, right? I think uh, I I'm pretty sure I'm paying the least amount of money out of all you guys. You're like the, the people who are like, oh, we need the mom and pop shops, but also the the McDouble. It's like a dollar. <laughs> like it's so good. It's so cheap. Like gotta. Have I could it. get a large soda at McDonald's for a dollar. <laughs> what? So, I I I take all of your feedback and I still say that AT and T deserves to die. John Oliver agrees with me. If you watch his show, yeah. and he's own his show is owned by AT and T, which is hilarious. This will be um, the second <laughs> week in a row that we've talked about there being weak antitrust laws in the U.S. <laughs> hey, that's right, kids. Go talk to your parents. Go get your antitrust laws updated. It's really important that you have. That also, don't be don't be negligent. Clean up your city if that's your job. <laughs> and with that, that's enough for hot takes. I'm your hot take specialist, Eric. And let's move on to a new segment entitled Tech Fails. Wait a minute. My stopwatch has been going on for 33 days? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Hmm. Oh, I don't I'm know if I told you guys it. the story, but I, I set an alarm on my Google Home, and then it set one for, like, 53 weeks, and it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to wait it out? I'm just going to wait it out. Year? We're going we're gonna to see when it goes Okay. Up. To celebrate 10 whole episodes of the Out of Band Show, we've got a new addition to the show, a little segment called Tech Fails. We're going to be discussing anything tech-related that just might not have gone as intended. This week, we've got a throwback to about eight years ago, Google Glass. It was created by Google's special products division, consisting of a heads-up display inside a pair of eyeglasses. And it looks something straight out of, like, science fiction. And after a couple years of prototypes, Google allowed about 8,000 developers to buy the glasses for about $1,500 each. But it didn't take long for a sizable backlash to emerge against Google Glass. Observers oh. realized Google Glass users could film those around them without their consent, even in places like public bathrooms. Bars and restaurants, because of the filming and at least one public brawl, Eric, began banning users who were wearing the devices. Why are you calling out me for so that? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, we all know you're what? the one most likely to get into a street fight with someone. <laughs> okay, but like, of all of us, I'm the least likely that, I'm the least likely person that someone's going to challenge to a street fight. Because I am by far the largest. Double taps Google Glass. <laughs> Continue, <laughs> Bailey. Continue. So anyways, Google did move away from using uh, Google Glass in the consumer market uh, and instead pivoted to the enterprise market, releasing an enterprise edition in 2017 with a second edition released just this year. Um, it's frequently used in the medical field now, including surgery, as well as for children with autism to help see emotions more literally. Now, Araf, I know you wear glasses on a daily basis. Are you disappointed that you won't get to look cool with Google Glasses? What kind of a... <laughs> no, wait, what? I, I'll have you know, uh, viewers, I'm not the only one here that wears glasses every single day. I'm pretty uh, sure natural. Ryan and Eric no. also suffer from blindness. I, I wear glasses about 80% of the time, and the other 20% I'm wearing contacts. Solely wear them for decoration. I see. Well, regardless, to answer your question, Bailey, um, no, I'm not disappointed that I won't get to look cool wearing Google glasses. Um, but I do remember, I think Ryan was talking about this before we started the segment, but I do remember when I was a, a wee little one, uh, a, a, a tiny kid. A young lad. A young lad. And young Google lad. Glass came out and I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. But then at the same time, I'm pretty sure there was also a lot of talk about the Microsoft HoloLens. And for me, at least, as a kid, the HoloLens just just, just sounded so cool. Like, I'm pretty sure the launch trailer had them with, like, playing Minecraft in their mm -hmm. living room and just everywhere. And I was like, dang, what? Me, a kid who was just growing up on the Xbox 360 playing nothing but Minecraft was like, I want that. <laughs> I don't want a, a, a crappy camera on on my glasses i want that i want to play minecraft and uh has anything changed in the last 10 years Araf? um well the hololens still isn't a thing they're working on um, it they're, they're, they're working on it they're, they're doing their best they're working um on it. yeah uh i don't know Araf still plays minecraft um uh i can't buy either Google Glass or HoloLens, so I don't know. I think it's just a lose-lose situation in, in, in 2020. But you can buy Snapchat Spectacles. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, Please, no. Which what? are the glasses that Snapchat made 
which just have like cameras in the corners to like record Snapchats, you know, because that's the cool thing. Um, except it's been a huge another. That's another tech fail for you, Bailey. That right, <laughs> that right there. Because next week, Snapchat, <laughs> Snapchat has lost glasses. so much money off of these things, and awesome. they're useless. They just they just record video. The the your camera phone is so much better than anything that can provide. I, I assume you're it's telling the same me you want to like Glass. walk around with your smartphone on your head trying to record videos, Eric. You can just hold it up. <laughs> like what? What's okay, the problem but, with that? Have you have you seen like? I can see where it would be used. Like, uh, say you're a tourist in a city. You've definitely seen when you've toured someplace. There's like 50 people in just like a crowd with all their phones just kind of up in the air, like you trying to get your video mm. of whatever's going on and not actually enjoying it. Maybe this would be a good alternative to that. You know, some glasses <laughs> that do it for you. Me when I visited Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not going to be a good quality of video or picture. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I wouldn't say Snapchat videos are all at a high quality. It's a it's a lot easier to be able to line up a photo with your hands rather than trying to look at it the right way and just hoping that it lines up correctly. <laughs> Is it though? Just Can you prove that? Just stare intently at it and it'll focus. Duct tape your phone to your head. Problem solved. That's the obvious solution. I see no problems with it. Here's what you do. <laughs> Duct tape your phone to your head in a horizontal fashion so your eyes are right on the screen. <laughs> that can't be healthy. There, there are VR things that I've seen that do that, where you just yeah. slide your phone in, and that yeah, they're so useless. That can't be good they're, for they're your pieces eyes. Pieces of plastic that don't deserve to exist. So, like, rewind to the hot take section here, but I think I have a pretty hot take on this topic. So, I know you guys have like valid concerns about like the Google Glass and recording in public and all that. But actually, like, I think the Google Glass was a good, like, idea. I mean, just the concept of having a screen permanently in front of you so you don't have to be distracted by your phone or anything. Mm -hmm. I know I've seen Eric struggle to try and operate Spotify on his phone while he's driving. Uh, <laughs> it's, which been a, it's been a lifelong struggle. Always terrifying to see it. But if he could just, like, control that out of the corner of his eye. I mean, maybe we should also have to be worried about a uh, distracted driving. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried to. about Eric getting distracted very <laughs> no, easily. No, no, no. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Uh, I can here's see him watching strat. TikToks here's, on his Google Glass. Here's a strat. You're driving, right? You keep your, you keep uh, your eyes forward. You reach yeah. over, find your phone, unlock it with a fingerprint. You go onto Spotify with the big album as he covers, looks to the side, and as then, he looks and then to you're the still side, looking okay. forward. You're still looking forward, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. and you swipe on the album covers until you hear a song that you want to listen to. That's the but strat. What if you didn't have to pick up your phone at all, and you could keep your hands on the steering wheel, and you could like, I mean, blink out some code to start it or talk to it? <laughs> you know. What if anyway? Like, hey, you hey, could hey, hey! Don't Morse code. Let me let me continue. Let me continue. Okay, so here's my thing with the complaint people brought up about recording in public restrooms. Like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, they could do that and they could look over. I mean, A, the thing's got a light on it, so people will know if you're doing that. B, that's just generally creepy behavior that people would notice. C, like, yeah. that highlights the lack of privacy in modern, like, restrooms. Like, I don't know, as a guy, but who are these companies not putting up those <laughs> urinal dividers? Like, you, yeah. that should be a crime. There should be some sort yeah. of public yeah. enforcement. Why is the government not taking action on that? Can and sometimes there's that middle one that's really just a spacer. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm saying. I want to I wanna make it into law. If I'm ever elected president, my f day one, making it a law that men cannot go into urinals next to another person unless there are no other urinals available. 
That's right. I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, but like, no, no, no. I, th- I think it. that I think that bathrooms need to be designed better, and I, I, I don't, I don't know how other people don't have a problem with this. Like, how was, <laughs> like, there's sure there's lots of things going on in Congress. Like, somehow we started at tech fails and we got to bathroom design fails, and I'm not really sure how that happened. What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? But I, I get what you're saying, Ryan. Like, it should be very obvious that that's creepy behavior, and. You know, going back, if Eric duct taped his phone on his head and he was looking around in the bathroom, like, that'd also be creepy. So as long as they make it obvious, it's just, you know, frowned upon behavior. What if we're all living in the Matrix and we actually have a phone duct taped to our head, but we none of us realize it? I don't think it's a phone. But what if it is, though? Hot take. What if I saw the Matrix? Hot take. Okay, but Eric... If Microsoft tomorrow released the duct tape phone headband, like Ryan would buy that in a heartbeat. We, we <laughs> all mean know the this. Surface glass. I mean, yes. I mean, the Google did glass. end up making Google Cardboard, which was basically that, except in like it was one of those virtual, virtual reality like cheap headsets. But you just stuck your phone into a piece of cardboard that you rubber banded to your head. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, Low budget. This exists already. It's happened. Sounds Arof, like you can pair that with your straight talk. My oh, you're right. I could VR while using straight talk. Straight and, talk wireless. Yeah, straight yeah. talk. This episode's been brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. God yep. no. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Nina. The problem with the Google Glass was just like every single other like new product implementation that we have, where it's like you know people even with Teslas they're like oh, like, what if it has to decide between, like, killing these people and these other people? It's like, well, how common is that situation? Like, how often is your car going to have to decide who should die? Like, hopefully not that right. often, right? People yeah. are like, oh, like, what if someone walks up and steals the Google Glass off your face? It's like, well, yeah, what if someone came up and mugged you and stole anything else? Like, <laughs> how often does that happen to you? Like, I mean, my glasses are hundreds of dollars. They'd probably be better off just stealing those. Yeah, and yeah, iPhones yeah. cost, like, $1,500 these days. Like, I don't know, you drop it and it's broken. Like... <laughs> so, oh yeah what a solid tech fail yeah what a solid tech fail that should not have been a fail in the first place or a tech success well that's all the time we've got for tech fails today let's move on to story time with ryan google glass google glass google glass google glass google google and <laughs> Um, that's the, Google's new dating app. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried Google Glass. Now try You've been on Tinder. Google. <laughs> You've been on Bumble. But have you tried Google? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's something that that could honestly be a Google uh, April Fool's joke. <laughs> Integrates with your Google Plus account. Oh my god. Integrates. <laughs> the stories are simple. The people are not. And today, I'm actually standing here from the comfort of my own closet, as we said previously. I mean, is like, the closet that's at my parents' place where I live for quite a few years. It is a comfy closet. I will say the standing condition isn't great and the temperature is off. But it's <laughs> there's something heartwarming about being next to all of your old clothing that you don't wear anymore. Uh, anyhow, uh, I'm actually in the process of moving right now between two different apartments. And I have a 15-day gap between the leases. So one ends on the 31st, and the next one starts on the 15th. I'm actually going to be moving in uh, with Bailey and Eric, kind of, sort of. 
in order to make this move, uh, what I decided to do was put all of my stuff in a U-Haul storage unit for the 15-day period, so then when I move in, I can go and just collect my stuff and, and bring it back over. It sounds like an easy process, and so uh, on the night before I got incredibly trashed, I booked a reservation on U-Haul's website for a like like an indoor storage unit that was on the first floor, so I wouldn't have to carry my stuff nice. up any stairs or anything. And it was going to cost around like a hundred-ish dollars, and I was totally fine with that um, because like you know the hundred dollars is a lot of convenience for not having to make my parents walk upstairs and whatnot. Of course. So the day finally comes. And we go to the U-Haul place, and we, we pull up in the lot, we got boxes in the back and everything, and, you know, I'm excited. Uh, so I go ahead and I walk in, and I wait in their line, they've got, like, you know, just one of those nice social distancing lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I walk up to the guy, and I'm like, alright, reservation for Ryan Warner. And everything's fine. Like, it all processes through, like, uh, I he prints out the paperwork for me, he draws out where my unit is on a map, I plug in my credit card, and I pay, like, the $100 fee. The one thing that I didn't know was that apparently you have to have one of, like, U-Haul's designated locks that have, like, some specific bolt type on them that I think they just completely made up uh, to get you to spend, like, an extra $10 at checkout. (laughs) So I bought one of those. But, I mean, TBH, I didn't bring a lock, so I was kind of expecting that. But that's, that's where things start to fall apart. Because I get back into the truck, and we drive back over to the, like, self storage entrance of U-Haul, and we take a walk down to our unit, and we notice that, A... There is a lock already on the unit, and B, there is a second lock on the unit saying that rent hasn't been paid and that we've been locked out until further notice. And I didn't just dilly-dally down the hallway. I took my stuff with me. So we've got all of our stuff outside of this unit that I can't get into. So I walk back (laughs) to the front of the U-Haul place, and there's this, like, customer service button that I go ahead and I press twice, and it sounds like it's ringing a phone, and no one picks up. And so I just kind of wander around the entrance of the U-Haul until I flag down someone who's wearing a U-Haul vest. At which point I'm like, yo, I literally was just over at the central office like 10 minutes ago and I got this like unit and it says it's locked out and I can't get into it. And she just looks so confused like she's never seen this happen before. And I'm just like, who runs this place? (laughs) That's not even the beginning of my issues, though. Because she doesn't know what to do, so we walk back to, like, the central office where I was just a minute ago actually checking out the thing, right? So I have to stand back in line again, which is fine. I totally understand that. And I come up, and I'm pretty sure I talk to the general manager because it's the photo of the guy on the map that they, like, gave me. And I'm like, yo. So I walked up to my unit. There was a lock already on it, and I couldn't get it. He's like, what? Like, what did you say was on it? I was like, there's a lock already on the unit that I just rented. And he was like, well, when did you rent it? And I'm like, 10 minutes ago with that guy standing over there. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, that doesn't sound right. And I'm like, well, I was just there. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know what you want me to say. And then I was like, there's a second lock on it saying that rent hasn't been paid. And then like some guy working like in the corner, like behind the counter says, oh, it sounds like someone else probably is renting that unit right now. And the general manager looks over at him <laughs> and says, shut up. I know. And I'm just like standing here. I'm like, okay. Like, this seems a little bit tense. That's got major Ryan and Araf vibes right oh there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, all right. Well, there's no more first unit or like first level storage units available. 
So you're not getting one of those. And I was pretty sad about that. And I was like, are you sure there's nothing, even like a larger size? And he's like, no. So we're going to give you a second level unit. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like, great. I told my parents, like, you know, I got a first level unit for you. So you didn't have to tackle any stairs. Because like, I don't know, old people and knees and stuff. So hmm. now I have to like go back to them and like tell Do them. Do they that not have an elevator? Unit. No elevator. Stairs only, yeah. What? I don't oh. know, because it's it's you what? all. And so okay. he's like, okay. okay, we're gonna give you a twenty dollar credit, um, and like that's that. And I'm like, okay, but like what's the unit number? <laughs> and he's like, uh it's <laughs> it's this number. I don't wanna say it because my stuff's in there right now, so I don't want people to go steal my Whichever one's like, open, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, and he's like that, and I'm like, alright, great. So we walk over there and I'm new to I'm new to self storage. I've never done this before. So I go in, I walk up the stairs, I got my lock and everything, I walk up and it says like new unit ready to go, no locks on the door. I'm like, fantastic. Slide open the lock, building alarm goes off because Ryan Warner did not slide <laughs> his entrance card when he walked into the building. So I sounded the alarm at U-Haul, which, uh, as it turns out, almost everyone does, and the alarm's constantly going off in that building. So, I don't know. That's just that. Nice. No big deal. No big, no big deal. deal. So I find out I gotta swipe my card before I go, and I have to swipe it when I leave, and whatever. And so we move all our stuff in there, and that's pretty much that for that day. The customer service, absolutely terrible. I hated it. General manager was not nice. I don't know how you give someone the wrong storage unit entirely straight off the bat. How do you? But that's not even the end of the you... story. You know why? Because I went back there yesterday when I moved the rest of my stuff out of the apartment and the freaking door was broken to get into the storage unit. Like there's a double glass door that slides open. <laughs> so it's like, you know, extra wide so you can get all your stuff in there. No, apparently it just broke. And so you have to walk in through this, like, crampy little side door where, like, you can't fit wide items through. You gotta, like, angle them. And I'm like, what is this U-Haul? Can't you open those automatic sliding doors? Don't they, like, have, like, an emergency exit function? I hate U-Haul! <laughs> it's so, so bad. Don't go to the U-Haul at Verona in Madison. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. I have, I have so many questions. <laughs> of all the storage units that you could have bought, why U-Haul? I don't know. Like, what I, was your I thought liked... process? So there's like a there's a commuter path that goes next to the U-Haul right across the interstate, and I've biked down it probably like twenty or thirty times. I think I think Bailey's actually been by it too. That time we biked down there, I almost died on that bike ride, Ryan. <laughs> I knew I could access it, so that's why I picked it. Yeah, because you would think a storage unit. Where you have big things that people are going to want to get in and out. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, broken door. Sure. Araf, what's your opinion on U-Haul? Have you, uh, have you hauled before? Well, no. Bec and I don't think I ever will have to because I live in Madison. And ah, for all the apartment cute. stuff that I ever have to transport, um, I live in Madison. So um, I don't. I wouldn't ever have to mess with U-Haul. But it, this actually does remind me at the start of the story. I believe Ryan was like asking a ton of people before if he could just store his stuff at people's houses. I believe yes. you walked up to me, and you were like, "Hey, Raf, I have nowhere to go from August first to August fifteenth. At least five. Can times. I use your house? At least five times. And uh, 
I think I responded with no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe um, you're not getting your watch. And then you asked me. I mean, look, look at that all. room, Araf. You've got so many blankets. Yeah. See, uh, there's plenty of room. The uh, real power move is what I'm doing, which is just moving out a week early, hauling all of your stuff back to Green Bay, and then a week later, bringing it right back. That's right, Eric. That's, that's a three three hour drive. Nah, that's no big deal. Nah. We can do that. And for our Irish viewers out there, exactly. uh, Green Bay and Madison are like three hours apart in the state of Wisconsin. So just pull out Google Maps because we're not Irish experts. So, so if you know where Chicago is, we're, we we live in Chicago. Everyone yeah, lives we, in Chicago. We basically just live in Chicago. Yeah, pretty much. That's what we'll tell people. Ireland yeah. viewer is so grateful Summers. right now. Legitimately, <laughs> when, when we went to go visit some of our relatives in the Netherlands a couple of years ago, people would ask where are you from like where where in the united states do you live and they don't have like a very good knowledge of where everything is in the country uh so we just said oh it's near chicago chicago that was it. even though it's like chicago. three hours or four hours away no it's, it's close near. enough it's close enough it's near eric did you pass by mr nina on your way back to green bay oh. i did i did drive through nina yes 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 Oh, what a story time. And so, <laughs> what a story you know, time. that was a fantastic story. The moral of is U-Haul, I hate you, but if you really want to get my trust back, please give me like $50 or like a gift card or something. And Why would you want a gift card? I don't know. To U-Haul? You have to spend it there again. <laughs> you know what? I'm totally fine with U-Haul being mean to me if it's cheap. It's like Frontier Airlines, right? Like, oh, I know it's Spirit trash. Airlines. Sorry. Airlines. Uh, well... I booked a flight on Frontier, but, like, well, hmm. I know they're going to be trash. I know the pilots are going to be, like, greenhorns out of school. Sorry, new, newly trained pilots, but experience matters. And, like, I know that the flight crew is just going to be, like, a bunch of, like, random high school kids, like, trying to, like, steal their way across the country. But, like, <laughs> I expect that. U-Haul is supposed to be quality. Like, their brand is supposed to mean something. And it doesn't. Does and Spirit Airlines even have flight crew? Do they have pilots? <laughs> Do they pay no. brand? Microsoft I mean, with drone technology. Pilots. Do you have to pay extra for pilots to be on your on your? Flight? I think it's just a flying school bus. Uh... I'm convinced that Spirit <laughs> Airlines is just running Microsoft Flight Simulator on a computer in the Matrix, <laughs> and you just don't realize it. It's another. That. It's another piece of proof that we are living in an alternate reality right now. And, and with and that story time. subtle endorsement of Microsoft, I think that's all the time that we have for story time. Let's move on to the outro. Yeah. Wait, cool. who's reading the... I'm reading it. Oh. Eric's got it. Oh. <laughs> I do oh. want to read Ryan's quote, though. The... Uh... <clears throat> Bailey, you'd be so proud of me. I attacked my grandma on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't count. No! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Council. Council. Wow. I'll look well, folks, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, how appropriate for the 10th episode. I, I almost got through it. We're back where we began. <laughs>
Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe. Araf, can you please read this for me? We're talking about. Oh yeah, I would very much like it. I specifically removed all the swear words because I know that it would be Bailey safe then. So. So I just turned the gain up all the way on my mic. <laughs> 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 We're gonna run through it. No mistakes, because it's a really long script. <clears throat> Are you kidding me, you dirty little potato? I'll have you know I graduated on the top of my politics class, and I've been involved in privilege checking with over 150 confirmed political demonstrations. I'm trained in conflict resolution, and I was the most oppressed person in my entire upper middle class high school. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. You can do it. You are nothing to me. <laughs> but another cultural appropriator, I will wipe you the heck out of my pre precision like the likes of have never been on this side. Of the 49th parallel mark, mark my words. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, did you get all that? <laughs> oh my god. If only I had known what an oppressed retribution co cultural on the second page <laughs> appropriation unleash <laughs> then maybe you held your tongue but you could you were hecking dead kiddo <laughs> that was incredible so um I hope everyone at home heard that cause I sure as hell didn't <laughs> remember Stop when you said you turned the gain all the way up <laughs> Welcome to ASMR. Alright, Araf. Araf, this is a representation of what your laws. thing sounded like. It sounded like. <laughs> Potato. <laughs> <laughs>